What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? This is J House Radio, episode 67. Today, we're going to be talking about She Hawk. The first two episodes, we're going to be giving our thoughts about it and jumping into some of the Easter eggs that came out of the first two episodes, which were pretty freaking yeah. huge. Uh, we're also going to do something a little different today. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to give a review of a bad movie. We don't know what the official segment's going to be called yet. Still working on it. But yeah, uh, I, I was thinking bad movie reviews or um, review the damned or review holy of the crap. damned. Review the damned. Yeah, I like that one. And what's well, and then what's the other one? Holy crap! What? Holy crap! I can't believe people paid for this. Oh, I like that better. We're gonna go with that. We're gonna go. See, with that. I was actually thinking of calling it Showgirls because that's a movie I really can't believe somebody paid for. Uh, <laughs> in my opinion, one of the scariest movies ever. Oh man. It is yeah, scary know, because somebody paid for it. That is true. That is true. I think we might have to go with that idea. The uh, holy crap, I can't believe somebody paid for this. That's what we're going to call yeah. it from now on. Uh, and for that segment, we're going to be going over uh, Morbius, which we both just recently watched. And we're going to give our opinions on that and talk about a few things that came out of Gamescom in Germany uh, this week, uh, as far as games are concerned, basically. A lot a lot of, uh, lot, a lot of new trailers and uh, gameplay reveals and things like that. So um don't forget if you guys are checking us out on the audio version side of things uh leave a review uh five stars preferably let us know how you like the show pass it on to a friend if you guys are watching us live on youtube hit that like button subscribe uh pushes us up in the algorithm and all that good jazz so and also if you're happen to need of an excellent beautiful shirt you could wear j house radio merch there uh, um there it is hold up Wait, there you Bro, model that, model up. that. You know you sexy. Come on. Show them the, the new definition up. of what a sexy shirt is. Let me get the there you up. go. Yes, let's go. Don't mind a little spot on it. I just had some coffee. So. <laughs> That's not a spot. That's flavor. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> That's flavor. That's flavor. All right, let's jump into our show notes here. We're going to um, get a, get into some interesting topics tonight. She-Hulk, uh, which is now on Disney+, Plus, finally dropped. Um, Los. What do you think? Give me your initial thoughts. We only have two episodes up right now. I've only seen the first one, but okay. I will tell you this. I do like it. Okay. I do like it a lot. And honestly, um, I'm surprised you even said that. I, I, I don't think you're going to like it. <laughs> um, the reason why I like it is because it's playful. Um, it's funny, and it's funny accidentally. And Yes, um, agreed. Agreed. And it does talk about fan theories, like the the whole thing about is Steve Rogers a virgin and this, yeah. that, and the other thing, and blah blah blah. Those are all fan theories. People have actually done the whole YouTube videos about it. Really? So yeah, people wow. have done whole YouTube videos about it. You know, Never knew and that. Uh, the one line that Hulk says, "Spandex is your friend." I was like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, honestly, I would have to agree. That's one reason why i'm liking it right now because it it is fun and just and 100 agree it's fun by accident at some point um i will admit that the special effects for me are like for she hawk it's a little weird is that just me no she does fall into the uncanny valley i will give you that okay but the thing is too when the hulk first started he didn't kind of look all that great either I you know I don't I don't remember how he looked in the older Hulk movies. Yeah, um, think about uh, was it Ang Lee's Incredible Hulk, the one that oh, everyone calls him Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. So like you know it has to go through an evolution, you know, and they yeah. only have a limited time to do that. And even if you look at um, the Bruce Banner Hulk, you know Professor Hulk. Yeah. Um, he does look better than her, but he doesn't look as good as he ha- as he's as he has in the movies. Yeah, I mean, I I guess now that I think about it, Hulk does have its like the Hulk animation in general does have its phases where it's like it looks good in these few films and these few films just like eh, you know. Um, so yeah, I guess you're right because it is the first iteration of She Hulk. They got to settle in a little bit and figure out where they might want to tweak here and there. Uh, yeah. I could imagine that by the time we see her in any upcoming films, she's going to look a little different. So yeah, she's going to look a little different. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall, um, 
as an actress, uh, Tatiana Masalani. She is she's actually pretty good. Um, as her regular character as the hawk, it's it's okay. At some moments, I get a little distracted by the animation. Um, her comedic timing is perfect. Um, she's great. Yeah, it like I like the old school feel of like you remember the movies like um Fer- like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, for example, where he talks into the screen and stuff like that. As like the screen oh. is like an entity. You know? uh, it's called breaking the fourth wall, and that yeah. comes from that comes from the stage when you speak to the audience directly. Yeah. Do you know that She Hulk was the first comic book character to break the fourth wall? She did it before Deadpool. Really? Yeah. Did not. They know would that. even do things where she would walk. She'd be mid stride from one comic book panel to the next, and you know, like down the line. Minute. Uh, and the line down the middle. Right where she's in panel two, she's in, dressed in different clothes, and she's in panel one. So that's how they used to make her go from one spot to the next. Like even on, even on some of the covers of She-Hulk, she's talking directly to the audience. So mm. she was the first Marvel character to break the fourth wall. Interesting. Never do that. Yeah, I I actually really like when she does that because, like I said, it reminds me of like the old school movies from the eighties where a lot of movies broke the fourth broke the fourth wall essentially and i was just recently thinking to myself like oh we haven't had a movie or tv show that really does that that often anymore and as soon as i said that first episode came out a few days later and i was like oh there it is i like it (laughs) yeah you know so um i mean overall i think it's a good show like if i had to give it you know a certain amount of stars out of i mean let's say out of five i guess i give it right now first two episodes i give it a four right now yeah Honestly, it's not bad. Between um, a three point seven five and a four, it's yeah. a good show. It's watchable. It's likable. But at this moment, we don't know if it's rewatchable. Yeah, agreed. like Miss Marvel is a was a very watchable show, but I don't think I'll rewatch it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rewatch it. Actually, you you finished all that, right, Miss Marvel? Yeah, I did. I did. It, it was good. It was really good. It was entertaining. Yeah. And, and my favorite thing about it was. Miss Marvel was a kid who looked like a kid. She wasn't like a 20-something-year-old pretending to play a 13 or 14-year-old. <laughs> yeah. True indeed, you know? true indeed. And, and yeah. that, made, that made her performance almost cute, like little kid sister. Like you just were like, you just wanted to like mess up her hair and bother her. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> like a little kid sister. Like that, yeah. And that's what I liked a lot about it. It, it really felt like coming from a teenager although the one episode where she was like oh i'm such a girl and in love i was like oh my god this is terrible <laughs> but they, they quickly pushed that off to the side and i liked it yeah, yeah i i i have to agree i think uh the artistic nature of miss marvel was great like when she had moments of texting on the phone and then a text is like right above her head like on like the refrigerator or something you know like they did a lot of those random just uh special effects throughout the entire movie to you know show what she's thinking in her head or show what she's typing on her phone i thought that was really creative um visually i I thought it was a pretty pretty stunning show um yeah and it's it's uh its whole uh storyline behind family and everything was actually really cool i mean i felt like the show was more about a family than it was about a superhero and and that was actually a nice change of pace also, the three things that I loved. One, they changed her power set. So instead of her being elastic, she creates hard light, um, um, creates hard light constructs, which I thought was good. Yeah. Um, they ended the show with uh, a shot of one of her most famous covers. Um, and also that, just like they did with, uh, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, they showed racism, like the reality of racism of what these people go through, you know, but they did it in a very good and balanced way. It wasn't, let me beat you over the head with it. It's just like, let me mention these realities of what these people go through. And I thought it was really good. And I thought that was really good. And, and Marvel has been excellent in addressing these issues and not making it preachy, not making uh, not beating you over the head with it, not, you know, like um, flying banners and saying, look at this, and it's not wrong. It's just kind of like, it just shows it as a reality of the characters and moves on. 
You know, it's like, yeah, they deal with it and this is how they deal with it, but there are still normal people who have a life. And that, that's one thing I really, really did appreciate because yeah. it never once took you out of the story. It just brought you more into the story. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I, I pretty much agree with you word for word on that one. That, that's kind of how I saw it, too. It's just like they they put it out there in the forefront, but they're not drowning you with it. And that's and that's really good because I feel like a lot of TV shows, a lot of films nowadays feels like they almost pick a topic and just drown you with it to the point where it's like, all right, I'm kind of getting tired of this show. I'm going to move on and watch something else. You know, yeah. it's just it's just part. It's naturally part of the story. Um, and the other thing they did great, too, was they showed that not all government agents are evil there are some reasonable people and there are some terrible people yeah i, I hate the whole evil government thing it's kind of like boring sometimes well it's no like it's just played story. out yeah it's it, just it, it played is. out it's too much of it but they did a good balance of look this girl's a bitch but everyone else isn't you know <laughs> exactly exactly which i thought was really good so jumping back to she hawk real quick um Episode two, I know you said you didn't catch episode two yet, but you said you didn't mind if we talked about it. Nah, man, I love spoilers. <laughs> Listen, as a filmmaker, I love spoilers because I know there are points in the story and I'm more interested in how did you get to those points in a story than just going, oh man, that's what happened. No, no, no. How did it get there? Let me enjoy the movie. Now I don't have to worry about where it's going. Now I know where it's going and I can enjoy how the story flows to that point. So for me, spoilers are awesome. Spoilers are like I, I I for me I hate spoilers. I'm weird. I'm the kind of person that will like avoid Instagram for like an entire month because I don't want to see what they're gonna be talking about for the movie that I'm about to go see. But you're the it. average person. The average person hates spoilers. The average show. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 a little abnormal. So on episode two of She Hawk, she is sitting down looking at her computer and on, on her computer, it's like on the side, almost like an ad next to like the main thing that she's looking at. And the top portion says uh, Tony Stark 3s, which is or Iron Man 3s, which is kind of like Jordan's. It's kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, um, under that, it says Man with Claws kills people in a bar or something like that. And we all know what that is. Wolverine. We, we all know what that is. So, and it's funny because the camera like sat on that shot for like a good 15 seconds because they knew that we were going to see those Easter eggs and that we were going to talk about it. And then under that, um, there also was a little paragraph that said something about statue uh, in the middle of the ocean just appeared out of nowhere. You know what that's in reference to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eternals. That crappy movie. The movie you love. <laughs> so now we're finally getting some reference into Eternals. And now we're starting to get even more talk about mutants. What's your thought on that? Well, the in Miss Marvel, they mentioned that she's a mutant. Yes. So yes, that is the first step of, you know, mutants exist in the MCU. Exactly. Uh, Beaky and Chat says, I really like the Hawks. Uh, the CGI only bothered me a little bit, but the show still managed to keep me entertained. Yeah, we were just saying that. Uh, we were the, uh, just talking about that. Yeah, the, the uh, CGI... She-Hawk is a little weird, but just like Lo said, um, it's it's their beginning phase. It's their first time messing around with that character, and just like with Hawk, over time, that CGI is going to get a little better. They're just trying to iron out the bugs, see what works, see what doesn't work, and over time, I guarantee her her character is going to look a little better. But we, yeah. we definitely both agree that it, it is an entertaining show so far. So far, it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, um. Yeah, we're, we're definitely getting into this phase of humans. I mean, humans <laughs> of uh, mutants, because this is the second show, literally uh, one after the other that is talking about mutants. But this one is obviously doing it on more like on the low, basically. So I think it is 100 percent set that we have to be getting some form of X-Men before the next Avengers movie. What do you think? Um, I think that they're going to either introduce them during the Avengers movie or sprinkle them throughout the other movies and then they make their big appearance in the Avengers movie. Because yeah. in Secret Wars, Magneto was there uh, and a couple other mutants. I think all the X-Men were there. But oh, really? my thing is, yeah, uh, I'm Secret Wars 1. I'm hoping that Oscar Isaac becomes Wolverine. Yeah, I know. We were talking about that last episode. Um... 
I mean, whoever becomes next Wolverine, man, it, it's going to be a big shoes to fill. Hugh Jackman tore it up. Like, he will forever be known until the day he dies, even after he dies, as Wolverine. Like, that is our Wolverine. So whoever gets yeah. picked as that role, I really hope, and Marvel does a great job at casting, I hope they get it right. They have to get my, it right, man. My other hope is, I forget the name of the actor who plays Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, there are rumors about. that they want to cast him as Luke Skywalker. Really? Oh, I think, he, bro. Look at their faces when he's clean shaved. They look pretty similar. Luke Skywalker. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess probably. Um, bro, Mark just... Hamill can't live forever. Nah. He's definitely aged out of the part. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um. So they have to eventually replace him, unless they're gonna do that face swap forever no um, they, they can't they can't do that forever why like not even because even when i saw that in mandalorian it was just like it was a little weird like it was nice to see luke it really was but it was a little weird kind of it is cringy, it almost. is weird but you have to understand we are within the next hundred years they're going to be able to say oh, okay i want a movie and i want marilyn monroe and james dean to be with brad pitt and um <laughs> you know anybody else you know yeah i feel you it's i mean technology will get there i mean we're, we're, we're practically heading that heading that way anyway especially with what we saw in mandalorian but listen there there are some influencers on TikTok who using free apps on the internet okay created a fake person did uh, a successful TikTok, I guess, channel. I don't know what else to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end of their 50th post, they revealed that that person was 100% CGI and that uh, the character is a male, but a female is the one who was actually doing all the work. And nobody knew that. And nobody knew that, that, that the person they were looking at was 100% CGI. Wow. Interesting. So, you know, now the technology is kind of there and mm -hmm. it can keep going and, and you might see things that you wouldn't expect. I mean, we're already getting uh, like holograms of musicians who passed away performing concerts now. So, I mean, anything is possible, guys. Anything is anything possible. Is possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, it looks like we're heading into mutant territory. We're getting a lot of spoilers, a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of little mentions here and there. Like, hey, you know, you're a mutant. And hey, you know, there's a guy with claws in a bar and so on and so forth. I think we're going to get it at the beginning of phase uh, six, I believe. Phase five is where we have all the movie announcements for. Phase six has a lot of empty slots, except for the Avengers movies. I, I think, think that phase is six shot. will be mutant heavy. But it will be definitely introduced in Phase Five. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be. I mean, look where we're at now. We're already getting talks about it. So yeah, I think Phase Five we're going to get even more more trinkles here and there. Maybe even maybe even like a cameo. You know, I mean, we already have Professor X. You know, in 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 Multiverse of Madness. So I think we're going to get more of those happening. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be good, man. I'm waiting for the mutants. Waiting for the mutants for sure. Yes. And Doctor um, Strange mom. And, and Doctor Strange mom. <laughs> Not his actual mom, but you guys know what we're talking about. Um, so yeah. Let's jump into our next topic here. Gamescom. We got a lot of great news coming out of Gamescom, a lot of great trailers and game trailers. Lois and I are very big on Gotham Knights right now. They finally dropped uh some Batgirl gameplay, which is what I've been waiting for uh, at Gamescom for Gotham Knights. What do you think of it, Los? I thought it looked really good, but it felt like Arkham, the Arkham series. It really did. Which is um, honestly, I, I felt the same way. <laughs> but it's a good thing because that, that, I mean, so many games after Arkham were built around that dynamic gameplay. Yeah. Um, and it's just so good. And, and as you play, it just like you get the hang of it so quickly and it plays so naturally that it just goes and it flows. So I liked it. Uh, her costume um, was very reminiscent of the 60s um, Batgirl and mm -hmm. kind of in the comic books, the new version of the comic book. Looked like a, uh, a mashup between those two. 
Yeah, I I think out of all of her, out of all the costumes of everybody that's in the game, all the all, all the playable characters, um, I think hers looks the most unique out of everybody. To be honest with you, yeah, it looks it looks the most unique. Um, I like the fact that, like you said, you know, they're they're getting back into the old Arkham roots. You know, we have like some detective stuff going on and things like that. Um, I'm gonna fast forward and play around with some of this uh trailer here. Um, it looks good graphically. It, it looks amazing as well. It looks really, really good. Um, and this is just only at 1080p right here, so I can only imagine oh, what this is gonna look like. And they the have the Easter egg of the Gray Ghost, which was awesome. Yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting more excited about it. I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was a little skeptical because it just there was like the game looked good, but there wasn't enough that was stunning me to make me say, "Oh man, I can't wait to play this." But I feel like after watching some 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 Batgirl footage, it's making me more excited because she's probably the closest thing that will probably give you the feel of Batman, basically, just like in the Arkham games. Yeah, and and I mean, don't get me wrong, we're both excited about the game, but there's a couple of slip ups in it, like Nightwing's, you know, like I don't know, like jetpack umbrella thing, like yeah, that was so weird. So I, I told Los on a previous episode, it looks like something, it looks like he's falling out of the sky in a Fortnite game. Like, that's literally what it looks like. And yeah, and is, weird. isn't, doesn't, um, the Red Hood, like, like, walk on air or something? Yeah, he, like, when he's, like, jumping from building to building, he's, like, bouncing on these, like, clouds, almost, which is, it sounds so weird to say that. But, uh, apparently, he has that ability from being brought back to life from, you know, Ra's Ghoul. Which gave him these weird powers to like jump on air. It, it just and the Lazarus it looks, pit is yeah. It it looks weird. I mean, maybe it'll make more sense when we actually touch the game. Um, but I mean, I'm more excited to just play Batgirl because that's the closest thing that's gonna feel like Batman to me. And I'll try out the other characters, but I feel like Batgirl's probably gonna be my choice unless Los takes him. You know, takes her. First. No, I mean, I, I'm still gonna play uh, Nightwing. Nightwing is my favorite out of all the Bat family. Really? No. Really? Yeah, Nightwing's always been my favorite. Oh, wow, that's surprising. But yeah. I like Nightwing when he was in the New 52 the best, where he didn't have the blue, he had the red. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Let's jump into, what did you call it, Los? Um, our bad film segment? Oh. Why did people pay for this or something? Yeah. <laughs> what was it called again? Um, I, think, I, I can't believe was... somebody paid for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to make like an actual like soundbite for that, like. I can't believe somebody paid for this to make it and to watch it. Um, so that's our segment that we're adding to the show. We're going to start adding a few more segments to the show. We're experimenting, guys. Um, and the film that we're going to be going over and reviewing and giving our opinions on what could have made it better is Morbius. So I'll start off and say I fell asleep multiple times. And I will second that. I <laughs> fell asleep multiple times. <laughs> Oh man! All right. So, what did you? All right. Let's start off with what we liked about it, because we're not going to fully just jump jump down on this thing without saying okay. what we liked. What did Here's you like the thing about that it? I did like about it: it was shot really well. Okay. Yes. Yes, it was. The cinematography was beautiful. Uh, it was framed pretty good. The special effects, um, at times were really good, and at other times looked like an After Effects tutorial. Um, <laughs> an After Effects tutorial. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I kind of felt to me if this was movie was released in like ninety seven, ninety eight, it would have done better than day. I feel like Sony's movie people are stuck in the nineties. Yeah, like they don't they don't understand modern filmmaking. You know, as much as I love a lot of talking head movies, they don't go anywhere nowadays, you know? Yeah. They're, they're, they're stuck on YouTube. Uh, people are willing to spend 10 minutes watching talking head, but, and at also the, I mean, all right, we're still staying with the good, right? Staying with the good. Uh, the set design was good. The set design was really good. Um, like they felt like real locations. Most of them. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm done with the good. Oh, they, they all spoke English very well. They all spoke English very well. You make it yes. sound like most movies can't speak English well. Which they probably No, can. because like 
what I hate is in a lot of movies, they'll out of nowhere throw a ghetto person in there. <laughs> or out of nowhere, they'll throw like an immigrant with a heavy accent out of nowhere. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, like if it's something that's sprinkled throughout a movie, nobody cares. It's a natural part of the world. But yeah. if everyone's speaking like perfect English and all of a sudden someone's like, oh, hello, how you do today? You know, you like it stands out. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Or, or, you know, or if you're in like Arizona, all of a sudden you hear, hey, S.A., how you doing, Holmes? Like, yeah, like, you see what I'm trying to say? Or all of a sudden, you know, someone speaking eubonics is just, you know, it, it, it doesn't fit. Um, but in this one, I think they just kind of stuck to, you know, everyone speaks proper English. Yeah. But OK, so that's the good. Your turn for the good. And then I can go into some of the bad things. Uh, my turn or in, in regards to the good, um, I will compliment some of the cinematography. It was actually pretty good. I liked it. Um, some of the slow-mo matrix shots, even though some of them did come off a little weird and, you know, um, cringy at times, most of them were actually pretty good and cool. Like, like, like some of the slowdown shots were pretty cool. I was actually surprised at that because we don't see too many people, people do slow-mo anymore. It's just not really a thing that people just do in movies. Yeah, because um, that's a Matrix thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, that's honestly my only really favorite thing about it is just the cinematography and some of the slow mo scenes. That's it. Oh, and he had great contacts. Yes, a lot. Yeah, the the eye thing was pretty cool. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. I think you can actually get a pair of those in Hot Topic. Really? Like not all all joking aside. Seriously, I think they sell them at Hot Topic. I should just do that, put it in my eye one day and just like creep people out and just walk up to somebody randomly that I know like, hey, how you doing? Like, what is wrong with your eye? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Now the bad, which is probably okay. a lot. The editing was so slow paced. <laughs> they could have made this film so much more efficient with the editing. Good example is in the beginning with the helicopter shots. Mm-hmm. Why was there 45 helicopter shots when you only needed 8 to 10? <laughs> you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It was just like, I was like, okay, helicopter. Okay, look, it's going over a jungle. Oh, look, it's going over another jungle. Oh, look, there's a waterfall. Oh, look, there's a helicopter going over the waterfall. Oh, look, there's a helicopter going through a jungle again. It, it was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, we get it. We know where it's at. We know where you are. Just, just show me one time. That's, that's, that's all I need. Show me one I time. I mean, they, they, they could have done the helicopter going through the jungle you know you know have it go far away so you feel like oh it's in the middle of nowhere and then another shot and then boom it lands you know awesome yeah. we we get the point keep moving you know yeah um and then it just felt low for no reason and then do you remember in blade that one part where it turns into a soap opera for a minute before the first jump scare in the hospital. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When Morbius was talking to that other doctor, that other female doctor, it felt like that. It felt like out of place. It felt like a soap opera-ish, you know? Even the way it was shot, even the way it was framed, like, it... I didn't feel there was a lot of great chemistry between them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like things like that, I, I didn't enjoy, um, the look of Morbius, he was a little too emaciated as compared to the way he looks in the comic books. Okay. Um, I don't know. And like Morbius is not a good guy. And in this movie, they try to make him a good guy. Yeah, they really did. They really did. I, I was a little confused by that. I was like, wait a second. Uh, what's happening here? I was I was really confused by that. You really throw it off. Yeah. So I would have to agree. Um, I don't know what's going on with Sony Pictures, but I feel like their video editors just don't do a good video editing job. I'm not saying that I'm the best video editor in the world, but I know when I see bad editing and it's just not like you said, is not well paced. That's like the first thing I immediately noticed about the movie within like the first like 10 minutes. I was like, all right, this is going to be, this is going to be a movie that's going to be edited very badly. Like I just knew, I can tell the pacing was horrible. 
it felt like a first pass. Yes, that's what it that's what it literally felt like. It felt like a first pass. Like to me, it felt like when they originally thought of it, the helicopter shots were for credit. You know, <laughs> and that's in the first pass. Like, oh, we need a we need a sequence for credits. Oh yeah, I'll just do a bunch of helicopter shops shots until we can figure what we're actually going to do. Yeah, you know, and then it just progressively kept getting low pace. And then yeah. when it came to the action scene, they did the opposite. They sped it up so much you didn't get a concept of the space of what was going on. We're know? here, bro. We're here. Like literally. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and then they pulled a couple little horror movie stunts in it, you know, where like, oh, he grabs them and pulls them up and things like that. But they didn't feel well earned because they didn't feel scary. You're just yeah. like, oh, all these guys are dead. Let's see how he kills them. And that's kind of how it felt like, <laughs> you know, even when they pulled a point of view shot, I kind of felt like they were trying to imitate Alien. You know, the mm. second movie in the Alien series, it, it, it kind of felt like they did kind of that. So, again, it felt like a first editing pass, you know. Uh, maybe they meant to do second unit on it, and they never got a chance to do it. I don't know what it was, but it did not feel complete. It felt yeah. like a first pass. I agree. And, and I, f I felt like the pacing was just like that the entire movie. It just felt very off. Uh, as far as Morbius' design... Yes, I thought it was a little weird in comparison to the comics, but this is Hollywood. You know, everything's got to be amped up to the next level. So I get well, that. I just but, felt um, like if they put a little more fat in his face, it would have been a better design. Like, he looked so emaciated. He didn't look like a vampire. He looked more like a zombie to me. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I I, I would have to agree on that. I would have to agree. It, it did seem a little like, all right, like, why is he so like, just sunken, like his face just felt so sunken in, and in, yes. in, in certain shots, it looked even more sunken in, and it was kind of weird. It was like, all right, maybe just because of how the shadows are bouncing off of him, it it was just a little weird. But I guess just like the same thing we said with She-Hawk, this was their first pass. Maybe eventually his look will evolve over time because pretty pretty much everybody's look pretty evolves, much. everybody, in like these Marvel movies. So. But yeah, it, it was a little weird, especially when, since they said that, oh, since he has this uh, this thing in him now, he's a little more bulked up. But it's like when he becomes a vampire, he skinnies down again. It's weird. You know? Yeah. Um, and they didn't quite explain why he was into blood so much. You know? What do you mean? Like, why they, he like, drank the blood? You mean? Yeah, why it was necessary. It was just like, oh, now that I've got this bat dna i have to drink blood all the time you know like yeah. there wasn't a medical or scientific reason like if he was like oh you know yeah my body's healed but i can't process hemoglobin without hemoglobin i can't eat i can't do this i can't do that but my body seems to draw nutrition from the blood you know something two or three lines that would explain it better you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like after he uh put that serum inside him, it just kind of like the movie sped up, and there was a lot of things where I'm like, okay, why is this happening? He's doing this, okay, but why? Or he's doing that, okay. Like, what's going on here? But like, things just felt like it was going too fast, and it, it it wasn't allowing the viewer to like really understand what was going on. It was moving yeah. faster than what the viewer was actually watching. So. Yeah. I think for me, that's why I felt a major disconnect with the movie. Um, and and uh, just to like put it out there, guys, we're going to have mild spoilers in here too, by the way, obviously. Yeah, but um, trust me, you don't want to watch this. Spoil it away. Yeah. Um, the villain, the villain, which was his buddy um, in the film. I forgot his name. But yeah, he, he, was in, he was a Doctor Who at one point. Oh, okay, okay. He was the Doctor. So um, in, in the film, his friend obviously got his serum as well. And they and it's pretty much like a vampire versus vampire thing. That was very boring for me. They, they, they tried to make the other guy who was the quote unquote villain have this swag and coolness to him, which like you said, uh, in regards to the other scene, I feel like he didn't earn that. It just felt awkward and felt weird. I was like, what am I watching? What's happening? Like that whole just dynamic between them two just wasn't believable. It was, it was boring, you know? Yeah. And I didn't care about the villain. It's like, all right, his friend has a serum now. So what? 
Like what? <laughs> you know, just 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 knock him out and put the put the put the cure in him and move on. They tried to make it this big dynamic thing for the story, and it's just it wasn't believable at all. I just didn't at that point when I found out that his friend was a villain. I did not care for the movie anymore, and I started falling asleep. There were multiple points where I had to wake up and rewind the movie because I fell asleep. Same and, and like, here, same here. I feel bad I, saying that, but you know, but it's true. It's absolutely true. I mean, hell, Eternals was bad, but at least I was able to stay awake. You know. <laughs> uh, here's a question for you: What town was this set in? Because I don't know what city they were in. Um, I believe they're in New York. Because I believe okay. they mentioned they they mentioned a few like towns like Brooklyn and uh, Long Island and stuff like that. Okay, so let me ask you a question: Why were they in the London Underground when they were when they were fighting? Were they? I was like half asleep. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. In the train station, they were in the London Underground. Um, did they say that they were there, or did it look no, like no? Supposedly that's New York, but that's not New York. Um, they even used the same set that was in James Bond. Oh, I don't. Well, maybe they must have shot it in London and forgot to like change certain things in the background to make it look more New Yorkish. I don't know. Yeah, like as soon as I saw the train station, I was like, "Why are they in the London Underground? Are they in London?" <laughs> like I didn't get it. You know? Oh man! Because I remember them saying that the boat was like 15 miles off of Long Island, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." They yeah. brought the boat to England, like it. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, but wait, but there's FBI agents. So what town, what city are we in? Yeah. You know, I mean, little things like if you're from New York, you know, a New York subway. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there I, are people in Arizona going, oh, the subway's so clean in New York. No, it's not. No, it's not. Trust me. And it smells it, like piss. It smells horrible. I actually, actually haven't been to the subway in New York in years, so I don't know what it smells like now. I'm pretty sure it's not it too far sm- off. <laughs> it depends on the station, but most of them still smell like piss. <laughs> um... So, with that in mind, did you watch the end credit scenes? Dude, I got as far as him flying. Then I, I was like, I'm done. I'm okay. done. I, I've fallen asleep so many times. Maybe I just need to come back to this movie and finish watching because I couldn't sit through in one sitting. I don't felt like anything was earned in this movie for Morbius. Nothing was earned. Yes. Yes. And it just felt so just generic and rushed. And it's like, hey, he's a superhero because we're telling he's a superhero. I mean, he's going to do superhero things. All right, cool. I'm thinking I'm going to see some development. You know, I'm thinking like take Spider-Man, for example. You see him go through this process of getting the bite, learning. Oh, wait, I can climb walls. Wait, let me try. Oh, wait, I fell. Let me try it again. Oh, I can swing. Let me try to swing. I don't know how to shoot my webs out. Let me just keep trying. Eventually, I'll get better at it. Like, you see him. You see uh, uh, Iron Man. Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Um, and you see, like, in, in like the other movies, like Iron Man, and you see uh, Captain America. You see these guys earn their stripes. You see them go through these uh, bumps and bruises moments. I don't get any of that here. And it's just, and like I said, I guess it all comes down to the editing because the pacing was so horrible. Nothing felt earned. I didn't care about anybody in this movie. Nothing like even, even if there was consequences to a character, it had no weight. Like I I just didn't care about anybody in this movie. So, and that's why I probably just started dozing off. And the other thing too is, um, even though it was very slow paced, I feel like something was missing. Like, yeah. I felt like there were scenes that were cut out. And I think they did it to, to shorten the film, but it, it hurt the story. Yeah. And, and you have to be a slave to the story because the story is what drives the movie. Exactly. And, and I, I, just, I, I just didn't feel it. I think that's where Sony is messing up right now. Um, because I said almost the same identical thing for the Venom movies. Same thing. The pacing, the editing, it felt like something was cut, something's missing, something's not here. Um, obviously there was a few things that were cut, but then again, Marvel cuts things in their movies, uh, for trailer purposes. There was, there there were a lot of scenes that were in the trailer that should have been in a certain spot in the movie that wasn't there. But I figured, like I said, that's just what Marvel does. But then again, Marvel didn't really 
the Marvel wasn't really heavily involved in this movie. This was mainly a Sony thing, Sony. you know? So, um, and then knowing that going into it, I was like, oh crap, this is going to be a bad movie. So I don't know what's going on with their editors over there in Sony, but they need to really think about who they're hiring to edit these films because they, they are hurting the films. It, it's, it's more than the editing. It's the directors. It's the, the writers. Like, Again, if this was 97, it would be a good movie for 97. The two things I didn't like is, one, the trailer, 99% of it is from the first half of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And two, I hated that they had red blood and blue blood. It kind of felt like The Matrix. Because <laughs> at even, one point, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, at one point he was like, "When when I run out of the blue, I'm gonna have to go to the red." And I'm and in my head, I'm thinking, "Take the red pill, take the blue pill, take the red pill, take the blue oh, pill." Oh man! It, it just it didn't like. It almost felt like they were going, "Oh, well, let's take some of our greatest hits and throw it on there," you know? Yeah. Like it, it just it didn't it didn't feel like you said it didn't feel earned. The logic behind it didn't feel earned. And and the way they just pushed this fake blood thing, like, yeah. was really strange. All of a sudden, he's earning a Nobel Prize for artificial blood, you know, and it yeah. happens to be blue. And then it just, it didn't, you know. The only scene I think that worked well was when he was taking care of that little girl. Yeah. I think, for me, that was the only scenes that felt done properly in pace and writing in the performance i thought that was done really well okay. but the rest of the film didn't feel like it i would rather watch him as a doctor taking care of these children as a movie than him being the vampire i think some of the i think some of the scenes of him as a doctor did feel more natural uh yeah. it, it felt a little bit more like okay i want to watch this you know what's going on what is he doing why is he doing this why is he doing that 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 felt okay to watch that. That wasn't bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I know it sounds like we're slamming on this movie, guys, but this that's what this segment is about. I can't believe somebody paid for this. That's what this is about. Yeah. That's, you know, us getting on films about, you know, films that have these moments where they're just like, dude, like, are you even trying anymore? Um, so and see, that's the sad part is I felt like Sony's obsession with the Venomverse, they call it, is an obsession that they don't know how to execute. Yeah, they Everyone's really looking don't. at Marvel and wants to create a Marvel. You know, Everybody. DC wants to copy Marvel to create their universe. You know, um, Sony wanted to copy that. Um, uh, Universal wanted to copy that with the Dark Universe, and it just was terrible. Because yeah. yeah. they try to rush certain things and cut corners certain places instead of understanding one Marvel, the Marvel Universe was an accident. One. It really and was. Two, and two, they really plan things out and they take things from source material and they decide from the source material what works, what doesn't work, how can we get this to go, and what is the theme of our movie as we move on. Yeah. Captain America Winter Soldier is about redemption. Redemption for Bucky. Hmm. And it follows that thread from point A to point Z, and it follows it very well. Dude, they make Easter eggs about their own content. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it comes down to the writers as well. It comes down to the writers, and it comes down to the editing. Because, man, Marvel has some amazing, amazing freaking writers, amazing directors and producers. Like, this, the whole team, they're just good. Like, I feel like everybody who's trying to do this Marvel thing. You need to look at your team, look at your team as a whole and see how you guys synergize and try to build, build a good squad. You know what I'm saying? Take your time, yeah. build a squad and just, I don't know, do something, man, because this whole Venomverse thing, oh, it's dead, bro. It's dead to me. Everything that came out in relation to Venom is just bad. Yes everything and like they're trying yes. to i know they're going to eventually try to merge the spider-man and venom thing together how are they going to do that who's going to who's going to direct that is somebody from sony going to direct that or write that or is somebody from marvel going to write and direct that who's going to do that project yeah i'm and actually look, scared of that she hulk is a perfect example of marvel 
building the character, okay? Uh, Marvel talks about how the Hulk is, the Hulk's blood is radioactive, the Hulk is radioactive, you know, like, like they show him, um, they talk about how dangerous him as a, as a person is, you know, it's, it's physicality, even when he's Bruce Banner. In the comic book, it was a car accident. Bruce gave um, his cousin the, um, the blood transfusion, and then she becomes She-Hulk. In this one, it was an accident. He was Bruce Banner, got cut, she got cut, his blood fell on her, she becomes a She-Hulk. Awesome. Then there's a whole training thing, you know? And you get to learn about the character, too. So the first episode of She-Hulk was about building the character, you know? And they do the plot thread of, you're a superhero now. She's like, no, I'm not. He was like, trust me, you're a superhero now. No, I'm not. What's going to happen? We're here to take care of the little guys, okay? You're going to be a superhero. Sure enough, at the end of the first episode, she hulks out and becomes a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Plot I said take build your time. up properly. Yeah, take your time. And I feel like everything is a rust, you know, take your time. That yeah. definitely should be the motto. Um, so at the end of Morbius, we have uh, two scenes um, that are in credit scenes. The first scene, we get a snippet of the sky splitting, just like in uh, Far From was Far From Home. Uh, yeah, Far From Home. Yeah, Far From Home. We get a we get a, a, a scene we get a scene of the the sky splitting and then we get inside of one of the police stations and it, well not police station but like one of the lockups and Adam no Adrian Tomes appears in one of the jail cells that's in Spider Man's universe or I guess in this universe where Morbius is and um the Vulture right the Vulture yeah the Vulture he just appears randomly there he's like oh I hope the food's better here. So then now the news station uh, is talking about, well, uh, Adrian Toomes pops up in a random jail cell. So he's probably just going to get released because we have no record of his criminal his history, basically. So now I guess that's setting up um, a, a chance for Vulture to get his to have his comeback, basically. Um, the second um, scene shows Vulture meeting with Morbius saying, hey, listen, I'm trying to make a change in this universe. I'm getting used to it, et cetera, et cetera. He's in, he's in his, he's in his vulture costume, by the way. He meets up with Morbius and say, Hey, let's team up. Let's make a difference. And Morbius is like, okay, interesting. And then it cuts. So I don't know. I'm guessing they're going to try to join forces together and Morbius and vulture and have some kind of scheme against Spider-Man. I'm guessing that's going to be the future that we're going to lead into. Yeah. So oh, by Morbius the way, the vultures granddaughter, is mixed and she is dating miles morales in the comic books really yeah and she's got a set of wings and everything interesting wow that could be a really good storyline that could be a really good storyline yeah um do you think that this could be a morbius 2 deal right here no no you don't think okay. so i'll tell you why um People were talking about how bad Morbius was and were being sarcastic, saying Morbius, the best movie ever, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Sony believed it so much, they released Morbius twice. The movie not only failed once at the box office, it failed twice at Wait, the box office. Wait, they released it twice? Yes. I didn't even know that. Yes. So wow. that's why it's going it, to, that's why it's not going to be a part two, because not only did it fail once, it failed twice. Wow. It's so bad it's not on HBO Max. See, that's what I even noticed. It's not, well, I don't think it's streaming anywhere right now. It's nowhere. It's like nowhere. You, yeah, you have to rent it. I don't, I don't think it ever came anywhere, <laughs> as bad as it sounds. Um, yeah, I mean, Vulture and Morbius teaming up together. Uh, I don't know when we're going to see that, but I doubt they're just going to let that sit. We're going to have to get that at some point. I Obviously. think what Sony's trying to do is Sony's trying to build the team for Sinister Six in their movie and then take that Sinister Six, Sinister, Sinister Six team and throw it in the Marvel Universe and let Tom Holland fight the Sony Sinister Six. Makes sense. Makes but sense. I don't see it happening. 
I don't know. This whole Spider-Man Venomverse thing is probably one of the most confusing things in the entire MCU right now because it's like we don't know where it's gonna go from here. Like yeah. this, like the Spider-Man movie Far From Home or what was it? Far From Home or No Way Home? The last, the the the, the uh, last one we got. No Way Home. Uh, that would probably be the last good Spider-Man movie that we'll get. I disagree. We disagree. I disagree. Why? Um, the MCU has done right by Spider-Man, okay? And now that Spider-Man is on his own, Spider-Man is going to be, Peter Parker's going to be more like the Peter Parker in the comics. No money, broke, no family, support, struggling in school, trying to get his education, Yeah, you know, going to Empire State University. Like, I think now you're leading into that part of Spider-Man, you know? Um, I guess. And I, I see that happening. I guess the reason why I say that is because I'm just a little worried about who's going to be controlling everything from here on out because of Sony trying to prep their little like thing with like uh like the Venomverse. It's like who, like I said before, who's going to take charge of the next Spider-Man movie? Eventually, Sony's going to have to give up Spider-Man because their Venomverse has cost them money. Yeah, it has cost them a lot of money. Eventually, Sony's going to turn around and tell Disney, hey, you want them back? Five billion sounds good? <laughs> because they've lost money and they need to recoup that money. Ultimately, it's still a business. And Honestly, people need to remember that. I feel like Sony won't give up Spider-Man rights because of the video games. Sony is recouping their money from the Spider-Man video, from the Spider-Man video games. That's how they're recouping all their money for the movies. Yeah, but the, deal, the deal could be you get the character back we keep exclusive video game rights maybe you don't think maybe marvel's right. gonna be like all right that's good yeah. because your games push our our Movies. products yeah that is true that's a good point i didn't even think about that you're right you're right because right now they because uh right now they're working on spider-man 2 which is supposed to be coming out next year, by the way, which I can't freaking wait. Oh, I'm, um, I'm gonna replay Spider Man soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I can't wait, bro. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Um and then this one, Spider Man two is supposed to be featuring Venom. So I'm wondering if that's gonna push Sony to try to get like a new Venom Spider Man movie coming out soon or something like that. If we do, it's not gonna be anytime soon. Tom Holland said he's taking a break. So You know what? The problem with a lot of Marvel actors is they've had to lie a lot. Look at uh, the other two Spider-Man. What are they called? Um, Tobey Maguire. Is it Tobey Maguire? Yeah, Tobey Maguire. And Andrew Garfield. Yeah. They lied on how many talk shows. No, we're not in the movie. I don't know where this yeah. rumor comes from. Blah, 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 blah. I forgot footage, about that. Footage, green screen footage was released of Andrew Garfield at the Statue of Liberty, and he goes, no, that's that's from The Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know why people think that's from this movie. <laughs> so I don't believe what they say because it's in Marvel's best interest not to tell Tom Holland what to do because he's a notorious leaker. Yes, he is. You know? I mean, he's, he's such a jerk that, and this is the funniest story I heard, he took pictures of him, Andrew Garfield, and... Um, Tobey Maguire in their Spider-Man costumes went over to the set of Miss Marvel and showed the main actress, look, this is what's going on in the next Spider-Man movie. And she's like, he's a jerk. I couldn't say anything. And even if I did, nobody would believe me because who am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? You know, so um, I do think that Marvel does have a plan for him. And I think Tom Holland, who loves playing Spider-Man, won't give it up anytime soon because especially with the audience behind him. We we enjoy Tom Holland as Spider Man. We don't like anybody else, right? Yeah, now. not right now. Yeah, I I don't see him giving up that role for a while. At least not till he let's give it like a few more movies, a few more years. I, I don't really see him giving up that role in any. And the though. thing is, maybe he's saying I'm taking a break because Marvel's like, listen, we're not gonna do anything with you for three years, so just stay in shape. Yeah, pretty much. That dude is in amazing shape. Have you seen him in Uncharted? Bro, Bro he's a dancer. He's a gymnast. He now does martial arts. Bro, if I did all that and I had hours a day to do it, shit, I'd be one sexy motherfucker. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Let's walk around with some abs on, like, sweeping on poles. 
Bro, right now, I'd be a stripper, motherfucker. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, man. I I'd be a stripper. Now. I can see you right now. You keep, right now, I got a keg. I ain't got a six-pack. I got a keg, <laughs> but that's all right. We're going to call you Sexy, sexy Iron Thunder. Oh. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Yo, my girl's in chat, and she's like, yeah, nope. I'll be baking more to keep you fat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. You can't, Yo, my, you girl's can't. A, my girl's a chubby chaser, bro. She tries to get me fat any opportunity she can. You cannot turn down good cooking, man. She, you just can't, especially her cooking. It's amazing. You cannot turn it oh, down. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, so before we get out of here, what's one or two things, maybe even three, that you would change about Morbius to make it better? Um, well, I will say that, um, what's the main actor's name? Um, he played the Joker too. Oh, uh, Jared Leto. He did a good job. His performance was good. He did a real good. He did a real good job. His performance. Uh, I would edit at a faster pace. I would, if you're in New York, make it look like New York. Um, go through that story again. In that, what I saw, there is a possibility of a good story. Okay. No. Um, maybe they should have talked more, shown more how the bad guy you know, would have been a bad guy if he was more physically able, you know, things like that, you know, talk about how, you know, he looked up to gangsters or whatever. Um, uh, and I just kind of feel like they should have picked a better character than Morbius. Morbius is not even a B-lister. He's more like a C or a D-list. You know, he would have yeah. been, he would have been better served being a bad guy in a movie or um, something that they sprinkled in through other stories and then showed a story. Yeah, I agree. Because when I first heard that they, that they were doing a Morbius movie, I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess they were trying to pick up that Iron Man formula. Where, well, but even Iron Man is still at a higher tier than Morbius, though. You know, so I can't even say that. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a weird choice for somebody to get their own movie. It's a yeah. little weird. Um, the rhino would have been more interesting. Yes, dude. I want more. I've been wanting more, more rhino since we first ever had a Spider-Man movie. Like, I, I feel like rhino gets no love. He is a villain that should have got a movie way before Morbius. Hands for down. me, it's for me, it's Craven the Hunter. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Well, he's actually getting his own little story in upcoming Spider-Man Two game, which I can't wait for. That's gonna be good. That would be good. Craving the hunt. I mean, Craving the Hunter beat Spider Man at one point. He put yeah. him in the ground. He buried him alive. Jeez. And he wore the Spider Man costume and he was running around New York pretending to be Spider Man. Really? In the comics, yeah. Before he mm -hmm. killed himself. I wonder how they're going to run that story in the game next year. That's going to be that's gonna be yeah. a good game, bro. We got I think Miles so. Morales, Spider Man, Craving the Hunter, and Venom in the same game. That's going to be an insane video game, bro. Yeah. Practically like playing a movie, I guarantee it. Um yeah, for me, if I was to change two things in regards to Morbius, uh, just like you said, I would change the editing for one. Uh change the editing, change the writing, and uh just work on that character design a little bit. Like I said, I mean he, he did look a little like he was supposed to be healthy, but when he became a vampire, he looked sick, which I know a vampire technically yeah. is sick, like uh like a human version of it. But it just looked it, it looked weird at certain points, especially when like he was in the shadows. It just looked it just didn't look right. You know, um, a lot of people have been complaining about Marvel's, even though this is technically a Sony studio. Marvel's um, like special effects artists have been kind of slacking as of late. A lot of people think that they're overworked. They've been working for so many years. They are. I can imagine. They're overworked and they're rushed. Oh, by the way, we, there is. Once we're done talking about this, I do want to talk about the one Easter egg in the second episode of She-Hulk that um, I told you I was going to talk about later. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's just wrap this one up then. Uh, okay. So, yeah, this is our segment. I can't believe someone paid for this. Um, let us know what you guys think. If you guys have any suggestions for any bad movies, uh, even if it's bad movies that you think it's a bad movie, but everybody else doesn't. 
send it to us, leave it in the comment section, um, and we'll consider it for a future episode of I Can't Believe Someone Paid for This. So. Yeah, not only that, if you give us enough, enough time, we'll do more research in the background of the movie so we can kind of shine a light on the good parts of the movie and shine a light where things went wrong. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yes. Easter egg time. What's an Easter egg that you found in episode two of She-Hulk? The person who plays the She-Hulk's father, Mark Lynn Baker. Do you know where you've seen him before? I'm going to look at it right now. So, Mark Lynn Baker, She-Hulk's father. Yes. Um, I don't see it. All right, tell me. I don't see it. He was in the TV show Perfect Strangers. He was Balky's cousin. Perfect Strangers? I don't remember that show. It's a show from the 80s. Uh, Do you, did you watch Beverly Hills Cop? Yes. Okay, Serge. Remember who Serge was? He worked in the art gallery, and then at the, uh, in the third movie, he sold guns. Hello, my name is Serge. <laughs> I gotta watch it again. I don't remember. Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah. He you know what he did look from what is his what is his um real name again? His real name is Mark Lynn L I N N Baker. Mark Lynn Baker. I knew like when I saw him, I was like, oh I've seen that guy in like a lot of freaking movies. I, I remember him from so many movies. I haven't seen him in like forever. He was in Ghost TV series, Succession, uh The Leftovers, uh um, the Good Wife. He was in Law and Order a few times. Life on Mars, which was a great TV show. Twins, Soul Man. He was in Family Matters. Oh yeah, Mr. Benner. Yes. Okay, I remember now. Perfect Strangers, the TV show. Did I ever see that? Oh, I remember that show now. Perfect Strangers. Yes. There's where you've seen him. Wow, I didn't even realize. I completely forgot about that. Goodness gracious, that guy's been around for a while, huh? Yeah. That is, that's a nice Easter egg right there. Didn't even realize There you that. go. That's a good one. <laughs> so before we get out of here today, Los, do you have any recommendations for the beautiful people out there? Um, I have one. I have started a TikTok for, TikTok for my DJing. Okay, okay. So DJ Strongbear at TikTok, on TikTok. DJ Strongbear at TikTok. Make sure you guys yeah, hold on. Let me him a follow. Yeah, DJ Strongbear. One word. Awesome, awesome. I only have two mixes up. Uh, I will be posting one a day. Um, I'm gonna see how it does for a hundred days, and if after a hundred days I don't feel it's got enough success, I'm just gonna kill it. So, are you going to like? Are you gonna start doing like live streams on there and like everything or in a month or two? I, I just really wanna see what genre of music gets the most hits. And then right. that's what I'm gonna do for the first one. And after that I'm gonna do everything else. Cool. It was up to me, it'd be all house music. <laughs> yeah, make sure you guys check out my boy Los, man. Give him some support. You know, um go follow him on TikTok. Uh tell people one more time, what was your uh, TikTok name? One more time. DJ Strong Bear. One word. Awesome. Um, my recommendation today, do not watch Morbius. It's not, oh. it's not worth it. Just, <laughs> I know it's kind of weird to like say that, but there's not much that you're missing from this going to, into any future Marvel movie or anything like that. I know some Marvel movies try to like connect with each other. If you don't watch this movie, you will not miss anything going forward. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to bring up the whole Vulture Morbius thing again sometime soon. Not yeah. worth it. If you haven't watched it now, don't waste your time. That's my it's recommendation. I know that's kind of cheap to take that as a recommendation, but I'm I'm trying to help. Here's you out. here's here's my recommendation. <laughs> okay, it's so bad. You should watch the Eternals instead of that. Oh my god, Los! Like Eternals is not that bad, man. Come on, it is that bad. My, you know what? My other recommendation: watch the Eternals. Go watch it. You might actually enjoy it. It's not as bad as Los says it is. On that note, we're going to get out of here, guys. We appreciate you guys checking us out on audio form, watching us live on YouTube. Don't forget, guys, hit the like button, share it. Um, give us a review on the audio podcast of your choice, and we will catch you guys later.